0: Gobble, gobble, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this over the Thanksgiving holiday, welcome to another edition of the Rich Cory Yangs Podcast, season three, episode 40, 93rd overall. Uh, in this week's episode, we break down all the latest Aaron Judge rumors, you have the Hal Steinbrenner excerpts from his interview on the Yes Network, Rizzo is back in the Bronx, and Bill and Rich break down their favorite and least favorite uniforms in MLB history. All that and more on this week's edition of the Rich Corianics Podcast.
1: Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently, he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is that time again. It is time for the Rich Corey Yanks Podcast with Rich and Dill. We are back to our uh, home locations for Season 3, Episode 40, 93rd. Yeah, 93rd overall. Dylan is back up in New York. I'm back down in muggy, hot Florida. Dylan, what's going on in, uh, what's going on up north? Since Actually,
2: I it is 51 degrees today, believe it or not. That is a sunny 51 degree day. That is very
0: comfortable. I gotta that's say, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was I was up last week for some we had some family stuff to take care of, and uh, you know all I brought was a sweater, and I was fine. I think the whole time. I don't think I was actually really cold at any point. So yeah, the weather's been pretty mild for you guys this year so far.
2: Besides a little snow when you left,
0: I missed it. As I was going to the airport, they get snow, so hadn't seen snow in quite a while, and. I missed it. So, all right, so guys, we got a lot to talk about today in the pre-Thanksgiving. We're recording this day before Thanksgiving. So we want everybody to have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey, whatever you're going to do. Dylan's working. I will be doing some work as well, so neither of us will be doing a traditional Thanksgiving. We'll be eating later, I'm sure. Yeah, but uh, before, we get, before we get started, I wanted to say thank you to everybody speaking of Thanksgiving. We passed the 50,000 mark for listens last week. Um, so we wanted to thank everybody for supporting the show. Um, I know it can be a little inconsistent sometimes, what you get, when you get it. Uh, we've done a lot better job, I think, since Dylan's come on board with being on a regular schedule, but hitting 50,000 is nothing to sneeze at. I know there's a million shows out there that talk about this kind of stuff, but uh, 50,000 is nothing to laugh at, so thank you guys. We appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can get to 100 next year. So. All right. So your audio, real quick, before we get started this week, I have that interview from Hal Steinbrenner that I promised you last week that I did not get. Uh, I apologize for that, but hopefully you enjoyed last week's audio. But we have the Hal Steinbrenner. We have the we have the the best parts of it. I think it's about two 10-minute clips, uh, just the stuff you want to hear because he does drone on quite a bit. So that's in two parts. And then I have as the third audio part um, a little breakdown of his. the things he said in there from uh, Michael Kay and the guys at DS Network kind of breaking down what they think you know basically responding to it. we'll respond to it too essentially I mean guys uh, don't the only thing he said in it is like yeah we want judge back we'd like him back yeah if you you want to you want to be obvious And basically made excuses that the team was injured and that wasn't the team that went into the season that performed so well the first half of the year that went into the playoffs and that's why they lost i mean to sum it up i hate to ruin it guys i hope you still listen to it at the end of the show but essentially that's all he said so yeah we want judge back we'd like to give him they're communicating which i guess is good um he said he's had personal conversations between him and judge multiple which i guess is good that he's taking a hands-on approach actually deal with the negotiations I told everybody I don't want this to be the Aaron Judge summer, but I mean, I have to address it. We have to address it a little bit, um, and we'll skip right to that part of it quick. I guess everybody could saw the videos on social media that he's in San Francisco. He met with the Giants yesterday. Word came out today that it was a productive discussion. Who the fuck knows what that means? He's from San Francisco. You knew he was going to meet with these people, right? Like, is this a surprise that he's actually meeting with teams. Like, he's a free agent. He's going to do that, right?
2: Yeah, he's going to test the waters.
0: Why wouldn't you? You have nothing that's the to whole lose. Point. You have nothing yeah. to lose. Me and Dylan told you what's going to happen. He's going to test the waters. He's going to get the biggest deal he can from another team. Then he's going to go back to the Yankees and say, match it or do better. And then he's going to come back to the Yankees. That's what I think is going to happen. I think that's what everybody thinks is going to happen. You know, I've heard this, this analogy, which I think is kind of unfair in the last couple of days. Uh, does he want to be Robinson Cano? And you remember when Robinson Cano left the Yankees and went to Seattle? Yeah, he took like two hundred. I think it was like two hundred forty million or two twenty versus the Yankees one eighty to go to Seattle. And they were like, "Well, does 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 Judge want to be uh, Robinson Cano and regret going to Seattle? How do you know he regretted going to Seattle? Like, I mean, that that's that's life changing money. Listen." I'm a Yankee diehard. Don't a Yankee diehard, so to me there's something playing for the Yankees, yes. And I've heard this discussion before where people say, oh, well, it's only 40 million. 40 million is a lot of fucking money. Like 40 million is life-changing money for potentially 40 to 50 people. Like it's life-changing money for a village. It's life-changing money for a lot of people. And I don't think it's fair, it's a fair comparison. Like Let's say hypothetically he goes to the Giants. Let's say they, the Yankees, end up offering it, and the word has gotten out that they offered him another deal already. We don't really know the details of it, but they've offered him a better deal. So let's just say the Yankees offered him two hundred and fifty, the the Giants offered him three hundred, and he goes back to he goes to San Francisco, finishes his career for fifty million dollars extra. Is he wrong for doing that, Dylan? No.
2: No, not at all. Sets I, it I, up I, for his family, his future. Fifty you know? million dollars. Exactly. Now listen,
0: I I understand. People will say, well, you've already got 250. What can you do with 300 that you can't do with 250? You can do a lot. Even if he took that extra $50 million and just gave it to charity. That's an extra $50 million that he didn't have before that he could do something with. And you know what? He's a free agent. It's his right to do whatever the hell he wants to do. Like He's not leaving in the middle. He's not sitting out. He, he fulfilled his contract.
2: You put it he in did, his years That's
0: it. And now, he's, and now it's time to go. It's the same thing that I had with... The the beef I had with everybody with LeBron when he left. Like, LeBron didn't do what these players did to hold out, fake an injury, get fat. LeBron LeBron played out his contract and said, I got to go. And that's it. And ultimately, he came back to Cleveland on his terms won a championship. Listen, we're going to talk to it because one of the mailbag questions today is what if he doesn't come back? And we'll kind of address that a little bit too. But... As far as you know, the rumors every day, oh, the Dodgers checked in. I, I hate this time of the year with the rumors. Like, I just want signings to happen. Every day my phone's blown up with, oh, the Yankees checked up on ground. The Yankees checked in on this Japanese pitcher. The Yankees checked in. Of course they did. That's their job. They're going to check in on everybody. Guess what? Here's, here's a newsflash. The Oakland A's, the cheapest team in all of baseball, checked in on all these players too. They just can't afford them. Checking in means absolutely nothing. It means absolutely nothing until it's done everybody every good gm is gonna check in on everybody to see what the pulse is i I hate this oh so and so rumored here so and so rumor there stop it enough already until these things are done just relax everybody everybody every gm talks to each other they all communicate with each other this time of year they all know what the other team has they all know what they have and guess what here's here's a secret the yankees know that the athletics don't have any money they know that they can't sign Aaron Judge. It's not a secret. It's just it drives me nuts this time of year. I just want I want signings to be done. I want I want the roster to be finalized. It's just it's different than the trade deadline because you really have no control over it. But I don't know, Dylan. What are your thoughts on this whole Judge? Just whole Judge going here,
2: going there. Uh, I feel like it's exactly what we expected. I don't know why people are freaking out about it. Um, like you said, uh, I have faith. He, he's got his mind made up over two two cities you know you think it's san francisco and new york how it ends up that's what i think
0: the guys handled it perfectly the guys handled it nothing but class even when they you know the tmz or whoever reporter catches him in the hotel in san francisco he smiles and says hey i'm just here visiting some family you know doing some stuff he's not being a jerk about it he's not being a dick he's 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 the perfect yankee for that next jeter role and i have all the confidence in the world that they're going to sign him. So, All right, let's move on until we have something here. I'm not going to address next week if we hear he's talking to the Dodgers or talking to somebody else. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. But they actually did do some deals. Anthony Rizzo comes back on a three-year deal, $17 million. Um, The club have an an option for the buyout of the third year for $6 million. This is a great deal for the Yankees. I mean, he was making $16 million a year already when he opted out. So he only got a a $1 million a year raise and got Mm -hmm. the two years added to it. Plus, if the Yankees don't like it, they can kill it after the third year with a $6 million buyout. Like This is a win-win-win for the Yankees, if you ask me. What do you think about Rizzo coming back?
2: I think it's perfect. You know, like we talked about prior, the shift is going to be gone. Anthony Rizzo's average is going to skyrocket. Maybe not to 300s, but you know. Respect the respectable, because I
0: think he was low twos this year, so.
2: Yeah. Um, But I gotta bring it up. Didn't get Freddie Freeman. That was a big mistake. <laughs> I'm still harping still,
0: on it. Dylan's still sour on Freddie Freeman.
2: Yes, I agree. But
0: speaking about the Rizzo part, I mean, just looking at the deal, I'm I'm amazed that they got this deal done. I I was projecting. I believe if you go back at the other issues. The other episodes of the show, I almost called this exactly. I said it would probably cost us twenty million a year, and it's going to cost us seventeen million. So I was a little off. I actually think we got a better deal than we could have, because I mean he was making sixteen. He had an option. He if he would have just played this year, he would have made sixteen anyway. So he only got a million dollar a year raise, but he did get the two years added on to it. And if the Yankees don't like it, like if he's if his numbers are way down, are we, or we find some young something? yeah, I mean we can buy out that third year, which is, is great. And I mean, let's talk about the intangibles. Him and Judge are best buddies, so I guess it doesn't hurt bringing Rizzo back. Um, knowing that you know he's there, I saw Aaron Judge just had his first event for his foundation last week, um, which he started because of Anthony Rizzo I actually put him on to how to start a foundation and stuff like that. All his Yankees supporters came out. Um, I guess let's just let's we're gonna skip over this other roster. No, let's talk about it now. All right, so the Yankees also brought back IKF on a one-year, six million dollar deal. Everybody's making a big deal about this. Oh, they brought they brought IKF back. Not really. He was arbitration eligible, so if they would have went to arbitration, he would have probably got more than six million. All they did is basically avoided going to arbitration you knew he was coming back for one more year like was, they weren't going to just release him mm-hmm. he's a serviceable major league player and we have nothing but kids to fill that role me and dylan also talked about this in other episodes he's going to be your starting shortstop next year yeah how long he lasts is going to be up to the kids because the kids are going to get run and i could definitely see a scenario where if he's not performing halfway through the year Volpe or, or Cabrera or or somebody comes up and takes that spot, but it's a smart play. He's a veteran. He can play short. He can play third as well. Guy won a gold glove at third base. And
2: catcher. Yeah, he I mean, he started listen, as a catcher.
0: For for $6 million? Oh my god. $6 million, he's, he's a utility player. He's a great utility player. You know what? I mean, there's nothing wrong with having him on the bench, even if one of these kids do take over in case Donaldson gets hurt. There you got a third baseman or something like that. So I'd actually prefer to see Donaldson I don't want to wish injury on anybody, but maybe he breaks his leg <laughs> and we move ICAF <laughs> over to third, because I think ICAF would thrive at third. Oh, uh, so Josh Donaldson. Whoa. Whoa. Anyway, uh, the other move they made, the Yankees claimed uh, Junior Fernandez off of waivers from the Pirates. I don't know much about him except he throws hard. 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, you always got to be careful because the Pirates' team seem to be real dumb and giving up pitchers. I mean, they just give up their studs. That's so where we got Clay Holmes, Garrett Cole, and the list goes on and on. So we'll see what that is. But the other big news in Yankee Land is so it's officially announced Judge Wins the MVP. Um rightfully so yes deserved it what a great year what a great year of contract
2: fantastic year
0: to have into the year that you're gonna go into a free agent contract um so he wins the mvp uh he has his little um thing uh did you see the actual the the uh video of him finding out he won from gene carlos yes yeah yep. so they have stanton call him up and he's there with his family and uh it was a good moment i mean you could tell by talking to the guy that he enjoys that part of it and um He's not going to get that in San Francisco. I'm not saying he wouldn't be he wouldn't be happy because San Francisco's. I mean, listen, they, they were a franchise originally in New York. They were an old school franchise. I'm not saying he wouldn't get love in San Francisco, but it's definitely not going to be the history and the heritage and the and the pride of kind of being a Yankee. I think he wants to win in New and, York.
2: And San Francisco is like the little brother to the giant, uh, the Dodgers. It's true. It's and like the going, Padres are even better than them at this point.
0: It's like going to the Mets in a sense. It's a
2: third. It's like a third, a third world. A third world,
0: a third world country. A third world. Country. Yeah. All right, all right, I promise no more judge. All right. All right until we get to the mailbag. Um something cool that happened. I don't know if you saw this video. Uh Trevino showed up to his kids' uh, career day. Uh you know most 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 schools have this elementary kid. You know, that dad's a real estate agent. He shows up talks about real estate. Uh yeah well my dad's a catcher for the Yankees so he shows up in <laughs> full full uniform which was awesome really showing was, off. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, you know, that kid was getting all the love that day from the other jealous kids. I mean, hey, what's your dad? Oh, he's in the, he's in the churn sales. He's this. He's a plumber. Uh, my dad just played catcher for the Yankees, so pretty cool. I thought that was cool. If you didn't see it, check out the video of him. And I mean, he didn't skimp, he took pads, helmet, each full uniform, so. All right, so we're gonna do uh, the best. We're gonna do some baseball rankings, but I'm gonna skip that for a second and get to the, the state of baseball history. Uh, 1978, the Gator Ron Guidry is the unanimous choice for the American League Cy Young Award. He wins that award in '78. And Dylan, if you never saw Ron Guidry, Ron Guidry was a beast. He was a monster. Um, the reason that the New York fans do the two two strike clap to this day is because of ron Ginry, when a pitcher has two strikes on him he started doing that clap he was great um he's also the yankee pitching coach for a while for a few years uh just a good guy that big thick louisiana accent but uh, he was a beast man real lanky he was a stud
2: all right do you have a mustache big
0: mustache come on it was, yeah it was the 70s everybody had a big mustache yeah, I had to. all right so we're gonna do something fun here guys we're going to uh do some talk about uniforms here so uh there was an official ranking. I think maybe we'll skip that though, because me and Dylan made our own lists. I I, I sent Dylan a link to uh, uh, another uh, site that did some some uh, uniform stuff. But me and Dylan were talking about this while we were while I was up there visiting, and I thought this would be something fun to talk about. So, Dylan, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first?
2: Uh, why don't you go first? All right.
0: So I got a best and the worst. I did a top five best, top five worst with some honorable mentions i'm gonna go from five to one so reverse the order of my best and uh this might catch some people with a surprise it's the los angeles Angels city connect uniform. i'm a big fan of that uniform the all white with the red across the top you're gonna to see by my list i'm a more traditional uniform kind of guy um i like the the old school kind of traditional uniforms so i have that coming at number five number four i have the home uniform for the kansas city royals People are gonna be like, what? It's plain? Yes. I love the plain I hat. Like plain. I love the crown. yeah, I like the art. I love the blue and white combination. That's also a theme. But I like the royal blue. I love the hat, the hat, and I love just the royals across the top. Which brings me to number three, the Brooklyn slash Los Angeles Dodgers home uniforms. I also think okay. those are very I mean they're very similar to the Royals color combination and everything. But I like how the Dodgers just kept their Brooklyn. Now number two is a little bit different. I'm a big fan of the San Diego Padres uniforms. I love the brown yellow combination for some reason. I was a huge fan of the old logo with the the, the friar hitting the ball.
2: That is a great dunk. logo.
0: That was incredible. I wish they'd bring that back. But I'm a. It's big on their fan. uh, their it's shoulder. on the patch or something. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I I love that. I think that's great. I think it was an awesome logo. And of course, I have the Yankee home uniform as number one. Now, that being said, I will say this, guys: the Yankees road uniforms almost made my five worst.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. It
0: it is awful. It is plain, but we'll get to that in a second. But the Yankees' home pinstripes with the NY, I mean, listen, if you guys don't know the history of it, they actually went out to the Tiffany company and had them design the uniform for them, so they went first class. I mean, even years ago to think that we wanted a first class uniform, the pinstripes, I mean, it's just perfect. It's subtle. It's it's great. Uh, My honorable mentions I have are the old school retro Chicago White Sox uniforms. I like the old ones with the guy with the bat on it with the SOX. Uh, the old Astros uniforms, believe it or not, the old the yellow ones. I like those. Big fan of those. The old Phillies uniforms with the big P, which the I maroon. wear sometimes. Yeah, the maroon yep. with the with the big P. I thought those with the with the teal uh, the light blue hat. And of course, Dylan's wearing the hat today. The Montreal Expos. You have to show some respect to that. Because not not only was the colors great, but the hat and the logo is amazing. And it was years until I realized that the hat actually was an M&E, which I didn't realize for a long time. Uh, Great, great uniform, great throwback. So, all right, my worst uniforms in reverse order, the Boston Yellow City Connects at number five. I agree totally. Those are horrible. I don't understand. I understand it's because of the Boston Marathon, bah, 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 bah. It is awful. Makes no sense. The Miami Marlins. Almost every iteration of their uniform has been god awful. Um they just I like can't... their
2: city one though. Their uh, city ones, alright?
0: Uh, that's the Cuban one, like with the white and the
2: Yeah, it's like yeah, red and uh, white pinstripes. I gotta be they
0: just they, Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't think about that one. I'm just talking about their normal. They just, just the not seem to get it right. It, <laughs> they keep changing the logo, changing the colors, much like our first one, which we'll get into in a minute. The Cleveland Guardians new uniforms. Um they had a, a decent looking uniform before when they were indians and i don't understand why they didn't just move it over like they kept the colors the same but they they they, they made the, the g of the guardians and the c all big and, and the text is weird now they almost kind of made it look modern but it doesn't they should have left it exactly the same and just replaced indians with guardians first of all they shouldn't even replace replaced indians but that's another story altogether all right the new york mets all Ooh. of their all of their alternate uniforms are trash.
2: You hate um, the black ones.
0: I, I'm not a big fan of any of them. I think the the black one is their best uniform. Yeah. If, if you had to judge them, but if you look at Like they're blue with the New York even their road uniforms, the actual text in the New York looks weird. Their home their home pinstripe uniforms are literally just blatant Yankee ripoffs. They're like, Oh, we need pinstripes, we need to you know, I know they tried to incorporate the Giants and all these other colors. I I'm sorry, they're they're trash. But the number one most awful jerseys in, in baseball and continue to be are the Tampa Rays. They are they are god awful. I don't understand and when I say god awful, they're not ugly, they're just plain and boring. Their logo doesn't make any sense I'll, I'll say this till the day i die nobody knows what they're doing they have four mascots it's it's chaos like they had a great uniform the original old
2: the devil rays the right? devil rays with the, yes. with the
0: kind of like the rainbow with the devil ray was awesome it was a good clean mean looking uniform and then the alternate version i believe was black of it it looked great the hat looked good with the stingray across the top i don't know what they're doing now they're just it's just playing with blue rays across there in a in a very subtle text i mean i know i guess they're the rays of sunshine i guess they're still going with that but yet then sometimes they have the, the 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 devil ray on the patch then sometimes they don't then sometimes they just break out a random powder blue uniform like it doesn't there's no it's it's chaos like it's too much now i will say this before we get to Dome's part of the list <laughs> again i hate the new york road grays i think they're boring and plain and old I'm a big fan of the Yankees blue batting practice jerseys with just a solid blue with the NY on it. I think that should be their road jerseys or at least an alternate version. I don't think it would kill the Yankees to come out with the City Connect or an alternate version. Um, I have not liked any of the players' weekend jerseys. I know a couple years ago they did the black in New York. I didn't mm-hmm. like that. It was just kind of yeah. plain. To me, it would be okay if the Yankees came out with an alternate. Jersey that they wore, like on, I don't know, Saturday nights or something like that. I know people are going to say, oh, same two uniforms in the history of the game, blah, blah, blah. But if you look, the Yankees, guys, Google it. The Yankees uniform has changed like four different times. It's subtle changes, but it's changed. The NY shape has changed. The NY spacing has changed. The pinstripes were thicker Then they were thinner. The actual logo was in a to have different like spot. They that band
2: on their shoulder.
0: Yes, yes. Like J-
2: Jeter had that. The
0: old NY years, wasn't interlocking. The old NY was just an NY side-by-side on the helmet. Yeah. So they have changed. It's not like they can't change. I'm not saying change the pinstripes. The home uniform is great. And I'm not even saying get rid of the road grays. I'm saying maybe throw an alternate blue in there. Something with like the Yankee blue top. With something else, um, a different way to put New York across the chest or something like that. But that's my take, guys. All right, Dylan, your best uniform. Let's hear it.
2: All right, so we'll I only we, did we current uniforms. It. Okay, I did that's fine. current, but obviously, I'm a big fan of the Expos. I have an Expos hat. It's probably one of my most used hats besides my Yankees hat. Uh, so that that would have to be number one for me for best.
0: Okay.
2: All right. So th- I made this list really quick, and I have about. I have more than 10 on here. Okay. Well, let's uh, that I enjoy. So, first, this is a surprise here. The Rangers Powder Blue. The baby blue. That is my okay. favorite uniform. Yes. Really? They okay. Have, yes. I like... It's not like the old Texas logo. It says Rangers and like, cursive mm-hmm. in white. It's pretty cool. But the thing that gets me is the, the sort of stripes they have on it. So, like, down down under the armpit, down the pants. Yes, yes, yes. The, the it Has the that red, goes white, and blue stripe. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I love that. Um, then next, I, we got the Phillies blue. We're going to say something about the Rangers?
0: No, I, I was just going to say that I think the... Um, I, I stayed away from the powder blue just because a lot of teams do it. Like the Rays, yeah, the Phillies, the Rangers, but it, the Blue Jays, good. they all kind of seem to do that that powder blue. But go ahead, I'm sorry. I didn't want to talk
2: to you. Go ahead. All right. uh, then we got the Phillies powder blue obviously classic you know one of the best uniforms don't even have to go into it much then i put the phillies maroon
0: which i also selected i like yes completely it's different i think i like it because no other team really does that color yep and i like the p logo the big the The old fashioned. yes yes yes
2: then i got one that you missed okay the The Braves classic uniform. oh ah,
0: you're absolutely the white with the blue.
1: Yep, with the old
0: with the old Hank Aaron one. Yes, yep, you're absolutely right. Aaron That's a one. classy uniform. Good catch. Good catch I, I like that uniform a lot. You're right. Bad, then, bad on me.
2: Then I got the Brewers navy blue uniform they have it's like our alternate i'd say
0: i like the okay yeah i like the brewers in general they almost, yes, they, the they, they have almost yeah the brewers have good uniforms the color scheme the blue and the yellow like goldish yellow it, yeah it's a good color scheme. okay i'm with you
2: then i have the yankees home uniform it's a classic of course, of course. Of course. then i like the orioles orange uniform when they pair it with the Orioles hat. The Orioles hat is great. love the Orioles hat.
0: It's funny because the Orioles black jersey almost made my list of worst.
2: Yes, I agree. That one was okay. pretty horrible. Okay. Um. Then classic Oakland A's with the green shirt.
0: Oakland was very close to my making mine too. They're, they're, they're green and they're kind of the yellow. I guess it's a yellowish is a really good and they're the only team to do the green really right Yeah. So, yep. um and it's a weird green it's not like a dark green it's not it's a like super very light green. yeah it's a bright green um and i know they did it for attention but yeah that's a that's a very good uniform it's a very i mean it's the same owner that wanted to bring i think yellow balls you wanted to paint the ball yellow or something like that i don't know but oh um, right. okay very good. very good
2: then the mariners aqua uniform Good, Ken Griffey Jr. The you old school,
0: okay, yes. I like their logo. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the older logo with the trident that they used to have. Oh you yeah, you like the, that one? Yeah, the, with the M as a trident. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's a good one. Then I got the uh, the Brewers pinstripes. Okay. Classic. Mm-hmm. Then Rockies purple. You yeah, know, that's cool. It pops. I
0: didn't consider the Rockies. Okay.
2: Uh, I think they're the, are they
0: the only purple team? I believe yeah, so. Right? I think so. Okay.
2: Um. Then the Pirates alternate jersey that's black with the yellow lettering, and it says Pirates in cursive. The I don't think it's. I don't think it's the city one. No, the, the, the old, old school
0: Pirates one. almost made my list of honorable mentions with the Expos. Too, with the, with hat. the old hats, yeah, with yes. the stars across. Pretty classic, absolutely.
2: Uh what else we got? The Cubs blue uniforms always always solid. The the
0: the solid C, very classic, yep. very traditional. You can't go wrong with that, yeah.
2: And then. Then I had the Angel City uniforms, which I think are the best city yes. uniforms this yes, year. Yes, I
0: agree. Like, I think those are like Beach
2: Boys esque.
0: Perfect for that area too. When you talk, see, this is the thing with the city connects. I don't think a lot of teams are embracing like what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be representing your city. I think Chicago, yeah. Chicago, although it was ugly, did a good job with their South Side ones. Mm-hmm. It, it was ugly, but they got the. What's the word? They understood the assignment. And the Angels understood the assignment. They got it right. Which is kind of aggravating the Yankees can't come up with something because you're not a big basketball fan, but the Brooklyn Nets have a city version of their jersey and they literally just went out to like Artists in Brooklyn and had somebody come up with something
2: and it's mm-hmm. cool. It's just
0: cool and it's different. and it's. that an they art. have like
2: a Biggie Smalls uniform too? They or did, something.
0: which was great. Like a, a, a Biggie Small City edition, which literally the sides and the straps just had like the Biggie sweater color on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year they just, or last two years they went to a, a kid. It's just basically a it looks like a little kid drew it, but it works. So it looks I good. Think, I think the Yankees could do something like that. I really think they should. Should,
2: so. or incorporate like the city skyline
0: well that's what I mean but I mean leave it up to the artist I'm sure the artist would do something yeah. like that like you could do the Empire State Building, use the Statue of Liberty there's so many things you could do that would be cool for New York like I don't I just I know people balk at it but it is what it is
2: I mean but I, look at what the state of New York did with their license plates all right so we talked about
0: this when we were up there yeah because I used to I like the traditional the, the white the older ones with the Statue of Liberty in the background the skyline yeah, the white and blue ones yeah and now that then it went to yellow and now they're kind of changing it back with kind of the skyline where it looks like they're putting kind of like the hudson valley mountains in it with the statue of liberty which makes sense to represent all of new york but i mean when you think new york you think you know But what's
2: with the yellow i don't understand
0: i've never understood that when i was a kid it was yellow then they went to the great white ones and then now they're going back to yellow i don't understand it i don't know i listen, i'm down here in florida there's 50 license plates you can get yeah. anything you want. You can get a dolphin, a pelican, whatever you want. It's crazy, um, but their theirs makes sense. It's the basic one is just two oranges, which makes sense, you
2: know. And the orange state. You can't
0: you can't get if you're New York, just throw a Statue of Liberty on there. You can't go wrong. You can't. All right, so let's move on here as we're running short on time. Let's see what we got here. Uh, we got trivia questions, Don. Are you ready for some trivia?
2: Yep fast right, fire here you
0: go you know what this is coming You're off a winning. failure last week uh your first failure so we're gonna go we're gonna go quick on this all right you know the drill it's five questions dylan's got to get a three out of five to get a win all right coming off a loss here we go dylan what player has the longest hitting streak in major league baseball in history and he is a yankee your choices are uh, i just gave it away Son of
2: a oh, the B only record. Yankee. I'm
0: gonna, yeah, I'm gonna skip that question because I just gave it away. It was Joe DiMaggio.
2: That's what I was gonna say. All right, here we that go. That's my guess.
0: Forget that question. Here we go. Who this is good. Who holds the record for most at bats in a season? Cool. Okay, is it Jimmy Rollins, Jose Reyes, Willie Wilson, or Ichiro Suzuki? Most I'm gonna say
2: in a season, I'm gonna say Ichiro that that year he had. Okay. MVP you,
0: here. you would be wrong. It's Jimmy Rollins most at best. Jimmy history, Rollins. Yes. That was a tough one. That was a guess one, definitely for sure. All right, here we go. Alright, there's another good one. What was the first professional baseball team in the history of baseball? Your choices are the Cincinnati Red Stockings, the Boston Americans, the New York Gotham's, or the Brooklyn Atlantics. Which was the first ever mm. baseball team in the history? Of
2: baseball i'm gonna say the brooklyn Atlantics? just kidding Cin- cincinnati red stock yes
0: you are correct okay. gotcha then ah you were messy you knew that okay that was i tough didn't know one.
2: that but i was feeling that was
0: that was a tough one There here we go number three what player holds the record for most stolen bases in a season is it lou brock ricky henderson vince coleman or hugh nicole
2: uh, Ricky Henderson. It is Ricky. You are on a roll, sir. When he grabs, when he grabs that he grabs base, the base and says, what does he say?
0: I am the greatest of all time. He says <laughs> very, very uh, casually. All right, here we go. That's what true. Baltimore Orioles manager was ejected from a record 91 games? Ooh. Mike Hargrove, Paul Richards, Earl Weaver, or Hank Bauer? I'm sure even this is before your time you see videos of this guy yelling and screaming.
2: 91 uh, games.
0: Mike Hargrove, Paul Richards, Hank Bauer, or Earl Weaver.
2: Hank Bauer.
0: Oh Earl Weaver was what we were looking for. Uh, a little before your time, I will say. Right, I'm gonna try to give you one that's. Uh, this one is in your your time frame, kind of. Who was the first player to reach 50 doubles? This is for the win, though. 50, 50 doubles, doubles and 50 home runs in a season.
2: So 50
0: doubles and 50 home runs. Was 50-50. it? 50-50. Alex Rodriguez, Mark McGuire Albert Bell or Babe Ruth? The first player to hit 50 doubles and 50 home runs in a season. Dylan, for the win or... This is tough. Or will you have a two-week losing streak? This is tough. Here's your choices. Albert Bell, Alex Rodriguez, Mark McGuire, or Babe Ruth? 50 doubles and 50 home runs.
2: I want to say Babe Ruth, but... I know he is a bigger guy. I don't know if he's gonna hustle in for doubles. <laughs>
3: That's good thinking. He might, ha- might
2: have too many hot dogs in his system. A lot
0: of singles or home runs, I think, from the Babe.
2: Um, I don't think it was Alex Rodriguez either. Okay. Albert so, Bell is kind of a So Albert wild... Bell or
0: Mark McGuire? That would be your last two. I, I will. T- I'm gonna. I'm gonna help you on this one since it's for the win. You are right to disqualify A. Rod and Babe Ruth. So it is between Albert Bell right. and
2: Mark McGuire. And I'm only going to help you there because you going to that
0: conclusion yourself.
2: I'm going to say 50-50, Mark McGuire, because he's all up on the steroids.
0: Dylan, it was Albert Bell. Albert uh, Bell,
2: 50-50. Dylan, so close yet so
0: far. That's two losses losing. in a row. Dylan, we're going to have to really have you hunker that's down rough. next week and really uh, put the old thinking cap on for next week because uh, – it's bad it's bad now two two week losing streak for Dylan. not but you not like you're getting crushed you're just losing it's not like, good though. i liked your That's theory a deduction look. no no it's not not a good book what are you gonna do all right well listen we got about two minutes in this first part of the segment i think we have just enough time let's get to uh, you know what, why don't we save the what's bothering dylan and the mailbag for the second segment as we uh, recap this first segment. So anything else that we missed as far as roster news or
2: Gio or got traded to the Angels. I
0: saw that Gio go into the Angels. good for him, I guess, right? I, I guess it's better than Ed. Minnesota. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. At least I see him to play
2: with Mike Trout.
0: And Otani, yeah. I liked uh I liked Gio. He was a good serviceable defensive guy. He's never really good to hit, but he's he's got a great glove, so I don't know. I think that's it. So listen, all right, guys. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. We got a little bit more uh, to do. We got the "What's Bothering Dylan" segment, and then we got some mailbag and up and ins. And uh, we'll be back in just a second, guys. Hang with us. All right, guys welcome back to the show it's time for uh the what's bothering dylan segment i would have to say this is um one of the, the favorite segments from the fans every week they like to hear what dylan has to say um i get a lot of questions about urinals i actually don't got uh this week in the email um somebody sent me he works for a uh toilet manufacturer oh sent, yeah sent me a bunch of pictures of random different urinals like weird chip urinals okay. from like europe and stuff so pretty cool stuff if you guys want to interact with the show continue to do that it's richcoreyanks at gmail.com uh richcore yanks on all the social media feeds blah 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 blah, blah. but now main event what's bothering doing, doing what's bothering you this week
2: all right so we know it's a thing. People enjoy my misery, right? <laughs>
0: they seem to, yes. It's
2: a classic theme.
0: Yes, yes.
2: One of the most popular segments. Um, so yesterday I had a bad day. Okay. Um, I had a day off from work, which is very rare now because I'm working full time. Right, you know? which,
0: which should be a good thing. Day off, Yeah. chance to relax. Sure.
2: Um, but I got a physical, uh, I want to say two weeks ago, That's... and my doctor wanted me to get blood work. Because she hasn't seen me in a long time, check on some things. So I was like, all right, you know, I had to get blood work. So I made an appointment. It was real easy. Um, I had to go like one town over to go to the lab that she wanted me to go to. That wasn't too bad. It was about the same distance as work. Okay. Um. So far, it sounds okay. So far, it's so good. You know, okay. my appointment I made for 12. Perfect. You know, took a shower, didn't eat. Because I had to fast for blood work. Right. Which factors into why it went bad. Um, but uh, I I used the GPS to get there because I never went there before and I had no idea where it was. Uh, right. I got there fine. There was no parking. I, no. I'll let that pass. I'll let that pass. You know, it's a, it's well, a little no, aggravating. No, no
0: parking. Like, is this a strip mall scenario? A doctor's office? A hospital? It, what?
2: it was like a doctor's. Like plaza, pr- if that makes building. sense. Professional building, yeah, I got
0: gotcha. you. Okay, okay.
2: So there's like all sorts of different things. So the parking situation, there's, an a- there's an
0: actual parking lot, or is there just park on the street next to it?
2: So it's like, in the middle of the plaza, but all around it is parking. Okay, right? gotcha, gotcha. Not a lot of spaces, I gotta say. Okay. Uh, So it was full. It was, uh, and then I was following some lady in there that had no idea where she was going. Gotcha. Which is always the worst, you know Like, if you don't know where you're going, pull over So All she's right. driving
0: slow, stop, stop Stopping, looking yes, around that's...
2: Exactly And then, so we both pulled over to the side of the road They, were, they weren't parking spaces, so we probably weren't supposed to park there But that was our only option It was out of the way, you know, whatever But she parks, like, real close to one car And I'm like, I pull a far ahead just to, like, you know, get away from it so I can get it out easy. And as soon as I, like, shut my door and lock it, she starts pulling up towards my car to, like, get close to it. I don't understand what, what that's about, you know? Okay. Anyway, so I go in real easy. They don't have a receptionist because I guess they're getting rid of them. Hmm. Okay. So they had, like, this little uh, robot machine where I had to put my ID...
0: Wow, I, had to, okay. I had to
2: scan both sides of it and then I had to put my insurance card in and it scanned both sides of it. So the and robot then, was the receptionist. okay? And then it confirmed that I was there for my appointment. Okay. Then, real easy, the lady calls me. I didn't have to wait because they do walk-ins and appointments but I made an appointment so I didn't have to wait. Okay. But while I was in the waiting room for like I want to say five minutes maybe there's a construction worker guy and he's talking on the phone super loud. That's one of my pet peeves when people talk on the phone in public super loud. Like right in a public place like that. Like inside. you yes. going to be inside with us talking on the phone. Yes. Or don't, when people I, are I don't, I, don't, I don't like
0: it in general. You're absolutely right. This is what when I'm When people are go FaceTiming ahead. in public.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. hate that. Yes. It's like so go fun. somewhere else. I don't want to hear your conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to jump in on yours, but it seems
0: yeah. to me, it seems to be an older person thing or somebody not from this country type of thing like they're amazed with the technology like this is amazing you can see me right so I'm going to and the other person that they're talking to is usually in their pajamas or yeah, like a, or a hairnet on or something like that. And now the whole world is seeing this person out there and you're talking about like I hate it when they're shopping. They'll go shopping. Yes,
2: that too. And
0: they're show, they're, they're going to put it right in the shopping cart and they're going to have a whole conversation while they're shopping. Yep. Like they can't not talk to this person for 5 minutes while they buy while they buy eggs and milk. They have to it makes no sense to me
2: yeah but he was like so loud and obnoxious I hated it and you could hear the the low intelligence in his voice the low intelligence <laughs> he was speaking in like broken broken sentences and he's like yeah I got the money for you. I'll get the money for you in a week or, in about a week or something Ugh. Ugh. alright anyway I go get blood uh, it's not terrible I don't hate it you know it kinda sucks she drew three vials of blood Okay. Um. So that was kind of weird, but that's all right. I left, and then I went to the store. Before uh, you,
0: before you went back to the car.
2: Before, before I went home. Before okay. I went home. Oh, okay, but you're on the way. you're in I'm the car. Still, okay. Yes. Yeah. I made it in the car. I left. Okay. No okay. problem. And I don't need the GPS to get back because I know my way home. Gotcha. Um. So I go to the store. I go to Walmart. Just throw it out there. Okay. Uh, mom wanted me to look for something. She was looking for something for Thanksgiving. Okay. They didn't have it. And I was also looking for beef jerky with Call of Duty codes, which are still sold out. Okay. Unavailable to find. So.
0: Thank you for the update, by the way.
2: Big unsuccessful trip to Walmart. Yes. But I'm super hungry right now. Right? Fasting, haven't eaten. Exactly. So things are starting to get to me. I'm getting a little angry. Irritable. Things are ticking me off. So I called in to the diner because I wanted to get like a real burger, right? A real, like, greasy burger. Uh,
0: Traditional good
2: old-fashioned American burger. Yeah. So I got a bacon cheeseburger with waffle fries instead of regular fries. So they're like, all right, 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay. So I got some time to kill because I'm like already pretty much there. It's like right next to Walmart. So I went into GameStop to just look around and then I wanted to ask for like the Christmas flyer to see like the deals and stuff.
0: Yes, Black Friday deals, stuff like that. Yeah.
2: Okay. So the lady kind of like looks at me funny. She's like, "Uh, I guess let me check the back." <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, I'm really putting you out of your way <laughs> to, to go get me a flyer for Christmas.
0: And we know Game Stops are the sizes of like shoe boxes, not like they're, Yeah. Like, she, she's got to she's got to trek to the back. It's basically three steps, and you're in the back room.
2: Yeah, I'm like, all right, uh, whatever. You know, she gives me the flyer. I'm like, all right, thanks. And I leave. Then I go to the diner, which is in the plaza of the GameStop. You know, shoot across there, grab my food. The burger was $15. Wow. $15. I'm like, whoa. Was it a big I- burger? It was not $15 worth. I will not be buying a burger. Because the first time I paid, I paid with card, and that's a known thing in that diner. If you pay with card, they upcharge you, like, really? a couple percent to cover their fees and stuff. Uh, gotcha. So I p- specifically paid with cash this time, and she handed me back a $5 bill and some coins. Boy, you're like, I'm like, what? What is this? Uh, yeah. All right, so then I'm like, all right, you know, at least I got my food, right? So I'm leaving, and I'm going back through the plaza because... If I exit out through the diner, I can only make a right because it's like a busy road. Okay. So I have to go back into the plaza to get to the red light so I can make a left.
0: Okay.
2: So while I'm driving back, there's a Boston Market. You know what Boston okay. Market is? Yes, I remember. Let me guess. Um, There's a Boston Market right next to the diner, but kind of like towards the front of it. It's like, it's weird positioning in the plaza. It's hard to describe, okay. but... To go to the red light, I have to pass the Boston Market. Right? Okay. So, I'm going. It's, you know, it's barely 1 o'clock. Uh, some lady shoots out of the Boston Market parking lot, like, through the drive-thru without looking. And, like, we all- I almost hit her. Like, it was wow. bad. Like, it was close. Wow. So I had to, like, really step on the brakes. And then, as she's going around me, she's like... She's like like raising her arms up and yelling. Like what the hell? Like, yeah. what the fuck? So as she was going around, I was laying on the horn because I was pissed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then as soon as she started raising her hands and yelling, I flipped her off. Like, <laughs> I flipped her off and I did like yeah. that thing on my face. Yeah, you know? what the fuck? Yeah. So that wow. really pissed me off. She thought it was my fault. She's not even looking. And then the thing, the problem was before the exit of the drive-thru, they had like a shipping container and it was okay. blocking the someone looking both ways right so
0: you couldn't you couldn't properly so see.
2: i'm not giving her like a like a pass i understand what happened but she's still in the wrong yeah yeah yeah. like at least drive it a little more safe you know yeah no i hear that you. really pissed me off that was well, what was bothering well let me ask you a
0: question how are the how are the burger and fries
2: they were good. They. they did I thought the we were. Spot. I
0: thought. I thought you we were gonna say there was no fries in the bag. I even wrote it down. Oh the no. Side. I said no fries in the bag. No, I, maybe there was I made sure no there were fries.
2: fries. I, I did get coleslaw and a pickle with it as well.
0: Road rage is fucking real, man. I'm telling you. I was on the highway recently and um, dead stop traffic, like dead traffic, and um, I I fucked up. I I merged lanes without, you know, the person was in that dead spot in the mirror where you can't see him.
2: Yeah. And I
0: put my hands up and said, oh, my fault. I'm sorry. That yeah, was my I, yeah, I took the blame. Yeah, I took the blame. But we're now we're in dead stop traffic, and the guy merges over to get alongside of me, so he works it so he can get next oh, to me. Oh, boy. And he starts yelling. And I said, dude, my bad. I'm sorry I didn't see it. OK. I roll my window back up and going. He's still fucking yelling, going and going and going. I'm like, all right, man, look. I roll the window down and I say, oh, shut the fuck up. Enough already. I said, I'm sorry. It's over. He stops for a minute and then starts yelling. Then he calls me a bald bastard. Now, I've never been called bald in my life. I'm bald. Um, kind of bald by choice. I shave my head because I have a balding spot. So I'm not legit bald. I, I could probably grow hair if I wanted to. But I've been shaving it since I was a kid, whatever. Um, and I pause for a second to think, well, that's the first time anybody's ever called me bald, like bald bastard. I like, think is the best you could come up with. So I then turned over because he's still yelling we're side by side like he moves up a little i move up a little bit we're always next to each other and i'm like dude shut the fuck up enough already and i see him reach over and go into his glove box Oh now boy. we're in florida folks
2: So wild west little,
0: little grandmothers carry guns with them like that so i was like you know what man i'm gonna roll my window up and just fucking i got off an exit early i was like i'm not trying to get shot over this guy's having a bad day um, it's just scary out there, man. Road rage is legit. Road rage gets you into another level because you're already stuck in traffic. Um, somebody darts out in front of you and almost causes an accident. It's it's scary. It can be scary. I've yeah, seen people get...
2: it is. All right. I videos. Well, hold on. I also want to say. Yes. I also want to say, up here somewhere, like another town over or something, somewhere close, some guy just killed a guy yeah. for road rage. Yes. Yes. Um, it was like an old man. And a young kid. It's and they, scary. Man. And he followed him to a Dunkin Donuts parking lot. They got out, they started fighting, and then I guess the kid stabbed him killed him.
0: It's fucking legit scary, man. Don't, It's yeah. not worth it. It's really not worth it. Like, I had to actually talk to myself. And the thing that talked me down off the ledge was, I was like, you know what? I got kids I gotta get back to. I'm not gonna fucking die over something. Some guy that I don't know and I don't really yeah. care about. And it's stupid. I mean? yeah. it's, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid
2: things. And I'll I'll get mad, but I'll never get to that point. You know? Yeah. Once I see this guy
0: going to look like at <laughs> once going you to see the that box, you're I'm like, nah, all right. I'm, I'm out, man. I'm done. All right, so let's get to the mailbag questions, guys, I've wrapped this episode up. Uh, the first question is from Ryan, and he has a very good question. If the Yankees, for whatever reason, can't bring back Judge what do you think the opening day outfield looks like next year? So Dylan, I'll send this one to you. If they can't re-sign Judge, we both agree that they are going to, but hypothetically, if Judge signs somewhere else, what's the Yankees starting opening day outfield look like next year?
2: I think it's Aaron Hicks in center, even okay. though I hate that. I yes. hate that so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: We got um, Harrison Bader, Actually, you know what? Switch that. Oh, yeah, I'll have, Bader. I think Harrison Bader's in center. Aaron Hicks will be in left. And I think Waldo Cabrera oh, okay. will be in right. And then Stanton dh Yes.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the assumption that we're just – the question, Ryan, is about people that are on the roster right now because the rumor is that they're they're trying to bring Ben Attendee back, which I would yes, like that would I would be great. very much if they could. Uh, that would make Aaron Hicks the full-time backup. Um, because I would my ideal my this is not answering your question I will in a second but my ideal outfield would be Benintendi Bader Judge and then Hicks is the backup Um, and then Stanton can just be agents sporadically. you know play a few games a year but if you're talking about the roster right now I think Dylan hit it on the head I might swap Cabrera for Stanton I might put Stanton in right field, uh, depending on you know the lineup and day like that, because I think Pereira. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you don't you can't go wrong with that. The kid proved he can play the outfield all three positions. Um, the kid's definitely gonna be a player this year on our roster. I just don't know where. Like, I really don't know what that's Everywhere,
2: go
0: for, I guess. I guess, but you want to get him at bats, right? Because he's young yeah. player, so you don't want him to be sitting on the bench. So, is it going to be? Is he going to be the DJ Lemayhu in the outfield and just play all over in the outfield? Maybe. I think Harrison Bader is going to play every day. If he's, Judge comes, he deserves it. Yeah. If Judge comes back, he's going to play every day. And if Ben Nittendi comes back, he's going to play every day. Because I'm wild so, about Harry. Now, let me ask you a question. <laughs> don't get started. If you bring, <laughs> let me ask you a question. though. you bring Judge back and you sign Ben Atendi at that point. What do you do with Cabrera? Cabrera doesn't really have a home. He still got Hicks as yeah, a backup it's outfielder. Tough. And when does
2: LeMayhew come back?
0: Well, LeMayhew, they say, will be ready to go for opening day. So
2: yeah, so he doesn't do really do have Cabrera a spot.
0: Unless you trade Glaber.
2: Unless you so it, trade that's Glaber. That's the key.
0: You trade Glaber for some pitching, move DJ to second base, and Cabrera then becomes your, your DJ LeMayhew guy. What would, get... would be
2: great? What would be great? Like, another option is if we do the Jacoby Ellsbury with Josh Donaldson. He's hurt. He can't play anymore. We yeah. move Oswaldo to third base. Can he play third? I don't – I think so. Yeah.
0: I think so. I, that could well, be good. It's, it's going to be a real situation that Yankees are going to have to look at. I mean, we're not there yet, but assuming that they bring Benintendi back, which you're trying to do, I mean, you bring Judge back, there's uh, is not much reps. Unless you're going to make him the everyday shortstop, and IKF's is going to go to your backup guy, which is also a possibility that could happen down the road, but I, I think opening day IKF is there. So, all right, Ryan, thank you for your question. I hope we answered it. Now let's go to the up and in, which is pretty good. Uh, I like the name of the guy who sent the clip in. His his uh, tag is Boogie Monster Forever, Forever EVA. Um, I don't give you guys all the information because I don't want anybody like. If it's a tweet or if it's something like that, I don't want anybody, like, reaching out, like, harassing people. So I purpose to leave off either digits or where the social is from because I don't want any. I don't want us to be that type of thing where fans just gang up on people. So, but this one one was too good. I had to read it. Okay. The poor production value of this show reminds me of a bad porno from the 80s. The quality sucks, and everybody is getting fucked. Mm. I thought that was great. <laughs> that is pretty good. Boogie, Boogie Monster Forever points on you. I thought that was great. Um, he might be referring to last week's episode. I did get a lot of uh, feedback saying that your audio was very bad last week, though, and that it was very bad My audio? And that was, I think, guys, because we were recording together in the same room and basically just Dylan was holding up a little portable mic to his mouth. Yeah. So I think he might've moved it away or something like that. And the room we were recording in had a little bit of an echo. So you know what guys, get over it. We gave you a show. What can I do for you? It was in
2: I, person. I, yeah. I, re-
0: I recorded the intro on his porch with the wind blowing. So <laughs> it is what it is guys. You're going to have to deal with it. So, But we're back. We're back to doing the regular show. We'll be back uh, next week or the week after one of that, something like that. We'll try to keep it consistent. Like we said, every week, week and a half. Uh, we'll talk more after the holidays. Um, Come up with some interesting stuff. I like the uniform talk today. If you guys have any recommendations on topics you'd like us to discuss um off season, feel free to send that. Maybe we'll take your advice. And if we do, we'll shout you out on the show.
2: So anything else this week? Uh maybe mascots next next time.
0: Ah, mascot. You know, I'm gonna write that down. I think that's a very good mascot. So we could we could get into some fun with that. Alright, guys. So for Rich, for Dylan like to say uh, for Aaron Judge, if he's listening out there, feel free to sign anytime you want so we can move on with the rest of our offseason. That being said, we'll talk to you next week. Go Yanks.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! (laughs) Judge was one of many topics that Hal Steinbrenner was asked about when he recently sat down with our Meredith Morakovitz. And as we continue on Yankees Hot Stove, we want to bring you part one of their two-part interview, which was done shortly after one of the Yanks' biggest rivals won the World Series.
3: Hal, it's been three weeks since the Yankees have been eliminated from the postseason. Since then, we watched the Astros win another World Series title. Having some time to reflect, what does this organization do to get back to their winning ways?
1: Well, we're all disappointed, needless to say. I mean, we had high expectations, particularly the way we started out this this season. Uh, more than half the season doing so well. We're just gonna keep plugging away like we did last year. We improved on defense. We improved in other areas. We're gonna have to sit down like we always do and see what areas we need improvement in, um, who we're gonna bring back that was with us this year, who we're not. Um, You know, we've got a couple of young kids, three young kids actually that uh, we're excited to see more and more of. So we're just gonna, we're gonna work. unacceptable what happened I mean there's no doubt about it
3: you look at the Houston Astros they have knocked you guys out of the playoffs four times since 2015 this last time decidedly so in four games in the ALCS when you look at that organization why do you think they're better
1: I'm not gonna make excuses they did go into the playoffs a bit healthier than us but like I said they're they're a great team um, i don 't believe they 're doing anything that we 're not doing um, they 're taking a look at their roster and their team every every season and they 're making changes they're letting guys go if they have a good young option uh, below to come up and we 're going to be doing some of the same things too um, you know we 're very excited about Peraza, Volpe we saw what Cabrera could do um, so we 're excited about some of our young people and you know they 're going to get playing time we 'll see how it works out spring training but I don't think, you know, analytics, I think they're very balanced between pro scouting and analytics, as are we, And um, but there's no doubt they've put together some some great teams, and, and this this year was certainly a great team.
3: When you talk about some of those young guys, like Peraza, like Cabrera that we saw, we did not see Volpe. How much of a factor do you expect those guys to play in next season?
1: Well, again, we'll see how they do spring training, how everything shakes out, but as I said in March, it's it's certainly my intent to see those two guys in the middle of the infield and now we have Cabrera as well that that came up this year when we needed him and did a great job.
3: Overall have you been happy on the player development side in this organization?
1: I think so and I think a a testament is the you know the last couple trade deadlines Um, there's been a lot of our players a lot of different players that have been asked about and and you know requested and we gave away a lot of pitching this trade deadline Um, you know, we really felt we needed to do everything we could to take us over the top, particularly since we did have a few injuries at that point. And um, but you know, the pitchers we gave up are really good pitchers and I think they're gonna do great in the major leagues. And of course we've got the Prazas and the Volpes of the world and and people even below them. So I think our player development has come a long way in the last five years.
3: You mentioned areas where you need improvement. What are the glaring areas to you where this team needs improvement?
1: I think we all have to realize that the team that we fielded opening day that Cash put together was one of the most dominant teams in all of baseball for months. Not weeks, months. Um, Then we got hit by a lot of significant injuries, a good amount of significant injuries, not pulled hamstrings. I mean, season-ending injuries in numerous cases, and and it affected us. Um, Had we rolled into the postseason relatively healthy, Uh, particularly with a couple players like Benintendi and, and LeMahieu, really good contact hitters. I think we would have done better in the playoffs, I think we would have scored more runs. Um, Houston's a great team, not taking anything away from them, but when you're facing great pitching, you got to have a balanced lineup and with those two guys injured, I think it affected us. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see who's going to be back that was with us this year and we're going to continue to try to be a very diverse lineup um, and hopefully stay healthier than, than we did this year because it did have an effect. I mean, all teams have injuries. Tampa had a lot of injuries, you know, it hurt them in the playoffs too. Um, it's a fact of life.
3: Aaron Boone said during the season and even after the season ended, he still believes this team is very, very close. Do you think this team is close?
1: I, I think we're showed that we're very, very close the first three and a half months of the season. Um, that was the team we wanted on the field. And as I said, it wasn't a team we had on the field and a lot of different bullpen and lineup towards the end of the season. So yes, I, I think if you look what we accomplished the first half plus of the season, That's the team we expected to be on the field the whole year. one of many topics Hal Steinbrenner addressed on our season premiere of Yankees Hot Stove. You can find part one of his interview with Meredith Marocwitz on Yes's social media feeds and the Yes app. Now, in addition to Judge Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, were a couple of other individuals Hal discussed with Meredith. Right now, we want to bring you part two of their interview with Hal talking about some big picture topics and the routine he goes through when the Yankees finish up each year.
3: When the season ends, what's your process like in evaluating everything from front office to players and to where you're gonna go next?
1: Cash starts out by having um, free agent meetings, I guess I guess we could call them. They basically go through all the top free agents, uh, go through the different teams, who's available, a lot of information. It's some of our pro scouting people are obviously involved, analytics people, domestic scouting people. I mean, you know, a- anybody that's, that's been in this organization a while, we want their opinion on different players. Uh, that's already been done. So, you know, Cash does that right away. And, uh, I'm not overly involved with that process, because I want people talking freely during those meetings, but once we get a better idea as to, you know, is there a consensus on this player, this, this player would be great for the organization, it would fill our need, I'm gonna get pulled into it, and I'm gonna start looking at scouting reports, and I'm gonna start, uh, you know, diving into it, and then we ended up making a, a decision, when, when the decision has to be made.
3: Do you have in your mind a number when it comes to payroll for 2023?
1: Well, again, I don't think you can buy championships. I think the Dodgers and the Mets proved that this year. Not that that's what they were trying to do, but their payrolls were higher than ours. Um, so I don't have a number in mind, but I think the number... You know, we were third-highest payroll in baseball, 270, whatever the number was. Um, that's a lot of money and a lot of commitment, and, you know, my family does it every year. I mean, we have money come off the payroll. We normally are putting most of it back in, if not all of it, if not more. And um, we do that to field the most competitive team we can to try to win a, win a championship.
3: You had mentioned a little earlier in this interview contact hitters like Benintendi, DJ LeMahieu having a balanced lineup. In your mind, do you need to shift focus away from some of the swing and miss guys and kind of look more towards those contact hitters to fill out the roster?
1: Well, I think we were starting to do that. That's why we picked up Benintendi at the trade deadline. Um, look, you have to have power hitters. Um, you also have to have contact hitters. Um, and if you could find contact hitters to hit with power, that's that's probably even better. But, again, I go back to the Houston series. I, I'm not saying we would have won, but I do believe we would have scored more runs with those two guys in it. Um, it's important. It's important to be balanced.
3: You know, if you look at some other areas of need for this roster, you, you saw great performances from pitchers like Nestor Cortez. Uh, you still have Domingo Herman, Garrett Cole, a big part of that rotation. Do you feel like you need more starting pitching?
1: Well, I've always said, everybody's always said you can't have enough starting pitching, right? Uh, injuries and all. Um, but Severino as well. Uh, We have a really good starting rotation. If everybody's healthy, Nestor comes back healthy. um, We got a good starting rotation. That doesn't mean we won't be looking. We're gonna look at everything, like we always do. Um, You know, we've... We had some big hits in the bullpen, and some of those guys aren't gonna be back right away. So there's no doubt we need to look at the bullpen, because we really got hit pretty hard with the injuries there.
3: Next year, there are going to be some rule changes. What do you think of the rule changes?
1: Anything we can do to make this sport uh, the best it can be Um, for our fans, of all ages, Um, other sports have done it, we need to do it too. So I I was absolutely in support of of all those.
3: How much more difficult has it been over the years as you see the game evolve, you see analytics and data become a much, much bigger player in all of it Mm -hmm. to try to field a championship team, knowing that a lot of teams now have the resources that only the Yankees and a few other teams had had in the past?
1: Yeah, I, I think if you look at it logically, um, given the level of competitive balance in the game today, uh, it's much stronger than it was 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and as you said, everybody's into analytics at varying degrees, and everybody has that capability. Uh, there's no doubt it's very difficult to win a championship. I mean, you know, we get compared to the Dodgers a lot. Huge market. They normally put a lot of money into the payroll every year. How many World Series have they won the last 10 years? Um, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, Not easy. We're going to keep trying every year. I mean, that's what we do. I think the resources we put into our baseball operations people, our scouting, uh, our player development, and then, of course, the payroll every year, I mean, I I think that proves we're trying to win a championship, period.
3: When you look at the scouting, when you look at the advancements you have made and the commitment you have made on the analytics side, how have you seen that help your organization, and in what ways can you see that evolving and getting better?
1: Well, again, I think we're pretty well-balanced. There are more teams that are even more uh, analytic-driven than we are. But there's no doubt, analytics is a a lot about what we do, and we've seen certain players through time that we have picked up, mainly through analytics, uh, that have done very well here. Um, You know, you look at Urshela, you look at Didi, um, and and a number of others. Um, There's no doubt it's a big part of our decision-making, but so are the boots on the ground, the pro scouts. Very important.
3: A lot of fans have this preconceived notion that it's all analytics, that those are the only decisions that that would be made based on those facts. What what would you say to them? How do you explain the decision-making process? I would say the
1: first question I always ask Cash when he's proposing a trade or a free agent signing is, what do the analytics people say? What do the pro scouting people say? Um, And oftentimes, they're not agreeing. And if they're not agreeing, uh, sometimes we don't do a deal. So. Both sides are extremely important to me. Um, They just are. And we've got some really good pro scouts that have been with us a long time, and they know their players.
3: When you look at the Yankee fan base, one thing you will always say about them, they are a passionate group sometimes. They let you know about it. If they're not liking what's going on, there were a couple on-field ceremonies throughout the course of this year where they booed members of the front office, including yourself. How do you deal with that? How do you
1: handle those boos? I understand. I understand they want to win. I mean, I think the two times that was happening, we were struggling. You know, we were struggling and they were in August and and I understood and I understood they were frustrated that we didn't get a judge deal done uh, at the beginning of the year. So I understand the passion. That's what makes them great. And that's what makes running this organization, you know, such a, such an honor. It's not always easy, but um, you've got to have that passion. You have to have that passion in the fan base. And you know, they've got it in spades.
3: When you look back at last season, Mm -hmm. what was the best moment of 2022 for you?
1: I think winning the division, to me, was such an important thing because we were really struggling down the stretch. And I think Tampa got within two games of us, maybe two or three games. And, um, you know, just struggling on really all fronts, but primarily with the lineup and scoring runs and offense, to come back and win the division by seven games, I think, you know, play a bit better in the last two weeks of the season. uh, That was very exciting for me, very exciting for me. Tough division to win.
3: No doubt about that. Yeah. Most frustrating moment of the 2022 season.
1: Injuries, the injuries. You know, when when Stanton, Rizzo, and Carpenter went down in a pretty small amount of time, um, you could see the effect it had on the offense. And, you know, at the same time, DJ was struggling with his foot, um, didn't have Benintendi yet. I mean, it, it 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 was very it was very frustrating because you saw the first half of the season what the offense was capable of. It was leading the major leagues in numerous categories, if I recollect um so you knew that's who they were it wasn't a fluke um but to see that that decline was was frustrating
3: what is your message to yankees fans right now
1: that we're going to continue to strive to win a championship without a doubt and we're going to do it in all the ways we discussed earlier and um we understand they're frustrated we understand how many years it's been um but we're not we're not gonna let up well he really (laughs) hit the shit out of that one didn't he Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that. He hit the fucking bull. That yeah, gets a free stake. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good.
0: God, sucker teeth off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball.
3: He did
1: know. How? I told him.